You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Without further adieu, the Dear Friends Podcast. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends, they will take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom. And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world. Dear friends. Hi, I'm dear friend Emily. I'm dear friend Christy. And I'm dearest friend Jess, and welcome to Dear Friends, the writing advice podcast for the musical minded. Oh, my dears, my dear, dear friends. Oh, my goodness. I love you both very, very much. Oh, um, love you, too. I, I don't know why, but I'm in a very, very cozy vibe today. It might have something to do with the question that we got written in by someone with a doctorate. Um, this is one Dr. Dillamond who writes in asking, um, what are your favorite Stephen Schwartz musicals? Ooh. Ooh, should we? Are we going to rate them? Like, do we yes, have a rating system? Our, this will be our top five Stephen oh. Schwartz. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting because I'm going to have I may have some controversial rankings here. <gasps> I Geppetto like... number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Geppetto or My Son Pinocchio, the stage version? <laughs> I guess it depends. You know, it's Geppetto in the movie, but um... <laughs> oh, Drew Carey all the way. Come on, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, got to have the Wayne Brady and all that. <laughs> oh come on, got Usher doing like Usher. the second rate magic to do. It's fantastic. Yeah. I kind of like it though. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the usher in that movie. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the better parts of that movie. I think. Do do lie. all three of us have videos or episodes about Geppetto? I, <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> yeah. I I know Emily and Christy. You do. I've been saving that one. That's that's, that's what I'm building up. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, okay, Emily. Why yeah. don't you start with your number five? What's your number five Stephen Schwartz musical? <sighs> okay. Um. My f- number five Stephen Schwartz musical is Godspell. And, um, I, you know, I never really knew Godspell growing up. I wasn't like a church kid. Um, I know it's Mm -hmm. big for like community church theater. Um, I only knew like day by day really. Um, and then I had to music direct, um, a high school production, maybe, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. And I really got to know the score because they were doing the revival version, which is incredibly difficult. And I had, I had to do a lot of work pairing it down for high schoolers. Um, 
But I remember being like, this is good. <laughs> this is good music. Like, I really like these songs. I really like the flexibility of the show that you can kind of make it your own um, and shape it to the cast that you have and the performers that you have and their skill set. I can't think of very many big musicals that do that. And um, I love that. You can do it anywhere. You could do it in a black box. You could do it outside. You could do it in a Broadway house. Um, and I just think, I think it's just kind of good. It has that nice, like kind of 70s vibe, mm -hmm. um, 70s pop music vibe. Uh, and yeah, I, I just really like it a lot. It, it took me a while to get into it. And now that I know it and I know a lot of these songs, I'm like, this is a really good show. Um, yeah. My husband apparently did it back in the day too. Oh, I, I would kill ooh. to see footage of that. Yeah. There's Who pictures of him. I'm pretty sure he was Jesus. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can see him doing that. Totally. Totally. Uh, but yeah, Godspell number five for me. Heck yeah. Chrissy, what about you? What's your number five? Okay. I am probably going to get uh, crap for ranking it this low, but wicked. That's fine. <laughs> I would never give you crap for that. <laughs> Other people might, because you know, it's, it's a really good gateway show. I mean, yeah. obviously that was, you know, the millennial early Gen Z. That was what they saw in the theaters and said, yes, this is awesome. I want more of this. And obviously it's fantastic for that. And it's got some really catchy stuff. I think, you know, Defying Gravity is, you know, one of those, you know, great uh, act one closers. Um, yeah, you know, it, it would work in a film version that would be nice and long. And yes, have, have in, a an actual full film, yeah, in an actual full foreign film version, it would be a good closer for a, it would be a good, you know, high point for about the middle of the film. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you could end a film with it and then continue the story in a sequel. <laughs> I, I know watch this movie like make it break so many records though like I think I, the first one will do obscenely well and then the second one will just lose a lot of good faith yeah yeah it's you know um but yeah it's uh down this low uh mostly because you know the if the lyrical work on it is interesting in places uh, no I yeah agree. yeah definitely <laughs> weird rhymes yeah. and some weird yeah, Weird, there's some really around the words. Yeah, I, how people normally yeah. speak in order to make a rhyme work. Yeah, yeah, it's you know I kind of get that they're kind of doing this kind of weird Oz vocabulary slang, and that's fine. And some of it works, but then there's some of it like disgusted, defied, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I, I'm not sure what that would actually mean. Like definish, I like that because it's like, yeah, certainly, almost, maybe. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of like that, but there's some of it what like, about nah, what? swankified and swankified yeah that's yeah, maybe yeah, yeah it's that kind of pseudo of the pseudo buffy speak that you know sometimes works sometimes doesn't and then it's there sometimes it's like you know like okay it's obvious you just did said terrible green blizzard because you were running it you didn't have too many things to win. i thought it was green lizard for the longest time because <laughs> i was like I? lizards are green yeah so this makes sense but yeah, and it's like, I don't know, it's odds maybe lizards fly there. I will say there is one line that a lot of people crap on, and I don't think that deserves it. And it's there are bridges you don't know you've crossed. There are bridges you've crossed. You don't know you've crossed until you've crossed. I it's, think, you know, that it's Diana, the, the people who will change the world are not the ones you think you'll change. The well, world. it's it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, it sounds kind of weird. But at the same time, I can see, you know, Glinda, who is not used to having, you know, complex thoughts and feelings about things. I can see her trying to, you know, phrase it in that way. So. Yeah, that works for me. So yeah, that is it's an a... argument for character. But then you've got uh, Nessa. Uh, Nessa, I have something, I have something to, to confess. To confess. <laughs> Nessa, yeah, that was 
Yeah, I have no. Wait, it's yeah. to confess uh something some a, a yes, reason why. But yeah, like confess a. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, it is very tricky to you know do those rhymes over a phrase or you know even over a word which he does a couple of times. Yeah. Um, like your ascent allows me to feel so parental things like that. And you know, again, sometimes it works, sometimes it's just like. What did you do there? What are you doing there? What are you doing? So yeah, it's a it's a great gateway show. I love that it sparked so many people's love for music theater. I'm not entirely sure if they're going to pull off this two movie thing, but there you have it. <laughs> um, I agree because my number five is also Wicked. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Wicked is once again everything that you said. Uh, but there are moments that like when it's live and you're watching it live, it's great. But mm -hmm. I know that we talk a lot about community theater. I think that one of the reasons why this hasn't been given a theater license is because almost all of the magic will be gone from this as soon as like anyone else plays it outside of that, I think. When it has to stand on just the book yes. and the lyrics on its own, it's going to be really interesting. Well, book lyrics, yeah. and you do need mm -hmm. to have two, you know, top tier uh, female leads, which is another good thing because there's not many, there's, you know, not a whole lot of musicals that require that. Yeah, I, I agree. But I just am imagining like I know Emily talks about this on her TikTok a lot, but those TikTok compilations of cringe brought are like student performances. <laughs> and it's I, I can see those coming out where it's just like a mashup of like the Courtney take your break from Legally Blonde. Of just <laughs> that. I mean, frankly, I would love to have a Wicked Junior because every yeah. year I have students say, let's do Wicked. And I go, we can't. And right, like, right. after, you know, that show came out on Broadway in 03. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay, like can, now, yeah. can we let kids do this show already? I mean, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to see little kids with little alphabet. Yeah. Hat and, you know, and they'll love fun. it. You know, great. have high school kids, you know, yeah, going you around and buy it. Yeah. You can, I, I'm all for it. I so one of those things where I see the producers are aware of the show shortcomings and realizing how much they would lose as soon as anyone tried to put the show on just on the backs of the book and score. I mean, I think it's just because Wicked is always just a cash cow. You know, it's that like too. Phantom. Like it's as long as they can make money. Yeah, but even it, Phantoms have has a high school production at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that took a minute too. Yeah, they were did. definitely that not was, doing Phantom. It was in like high well in thirty, well into thirty years before that happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah twenty five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But Wicked, not my favorite Schwartz musical. All right, Christy, you're next. <laughs> I mean, sorry, okay, Emily, you're next. Go ahead. Okay, so um, my next one is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh, um, uh, I have not seen the stage version, um, but I remember um, viscerally, and I'm sure Christy is with me here, um, seeing that movie in the theaters when mm -hmm. I was, you know, in the 90s, and it blew my mind. Oh, my goodness, that, yes. Yes, that whole entire score um is <laughs> it's frankly like um remarkable i i don't know how it they is. got away with a lot of it i guess uh -huh. they had to throw in that that gargoyle song but um yeah the uh the opening is one of disney's best uh, one of the best villain songs absolutely um, i the, i the underscore i, I mean that's obviously oh alan mcgill house but the underscore yes. is unbelievably amazing yes I, I you know I never I never you know I'm not a church-going person however I sang in choirs my whole life and a lot of what you sing in choirs uh, in educational theater is like stuff in Latin and stuff mm -hmm. you know DSE Ray stuff like that um and so I already had all that in my head so being able to see that in a Disney movie was like whoa this is like 
the kind of heavy stuff I'm singing four part harmonies in choir. And, um, it, it just blew my mind. And, um, I really, I think out there is a very good, I want song. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when Jeff was on the cruise ship, he did the show called the golden Mickeys and <laughs> he was an understudy for the guy playing Quasimodo. And one time he was like, I have to go run through this track. Do you want to come watch me do it? So I got to watch him unofficially uh, play Quasimodo and sing Aww, it. And it was great. Fun. Um, but yeah, I love that. Someday I'm sure I'll see the stage version. Um, I feel like the stage, I know the stage version is a lot heavier. <laughs> and I'm going to go serious. into that a little later. Yeah, my yeah, list. I have yeah, a feeling I'm you guys too. Would, so. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, the the Disney movie version, I think it, it's really good. And I think uh, good lyricism <laughs> from shorts. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Christy, what about your number four? Uh, my number four is Godspell, actually. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what Emily said, it's a very, you know, good music. It's a very versatile show, which I think, you know, allows you to, you know, kind of say what you want with it. So, you know, and it's, you know, as far as, you know, biblical um, musicals go, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, most of it is lifted, you know, directly from the gospel text. I mean, I think the only thing really controversial you can say they do with it is that they double cast uh, John the Baptist and Judas Iscariot, which I think is a very interesting thing. But yeah, it's it's a ama- it's got a lot of neat stuff day by day. Obviously, all for the best is just like so uh, real, yeah, a really fun. The world is fucked, but let's you know. Let's, Let's try dance. to be happy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, really yeah it's, got a fun, it's got that fun little <laughs> counterpoint there. Mm-hmm. And some really, be- yeah, just some really beautiful um, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I and the movie disagree. is, you know, the movie is really interesting too. Um, it's, uh, you know, they obviously do it all around New York. Um, I think, you know, my favorite part is when Jesus is arguing with the Pharisees and they've kind of got like this weird, you know, found object sculpture puppet um, you know, representing the religious authorities. I thought that was pretty cool. So um, can I tell a story about Godspell specifically? Oh, the sure. Movie? Um, I might cut this out, but I did bring this up in our episode <laughs> on Godspell on musicals of cheese. <laughs> but when I first started looking at Godspell, it was very early YouTube days. Um, all for the best ends with them on the World Trade Center. They are on the um, World Trade dancing. Center, yeah, which was like um, just built back then. So yeah, it was in the process of being built. But I guess some edgy musical theater fan was like just posted all for the best and then added 9/11 footage at the end. Oh of my it. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I remember that very vividly, being my first Not... experiencing watching the song All for the Best and then it cutting cool. directly to a plane hitting. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh right at that. I shouldn't laugh at that. that is, I mean, we're you know, laughing up the absurdity of what happened. <laughs> it's yeah, that's like, okay, you know, funny. I'm not sure if that's wrong or funny or both. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, none of us created it, but yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. that is my first experience of seeing all for the best. <laughs> <laughs> sorry didn't mean to derail this no that's okay so... i love it okay. all right um my number four is where's my list here um it is children of eden Ooh, have either oh, of you yes. looked into that show i have oh, I mean, yeah uh, i know i alerted, taught a lot of alert it's also it. on my list so <laughs> Ooh, um, I just really, really love like I this was actually given to me by a Patreon request um, from Leighton Ackles um, a few years ago from Musicals with Cheese. And I kind of stuck around with the show. I just think it's very interesting. It's not like mm-hmm. like it is one to one Bible stories from like the Adam and Eve days all the way to Noah and like how they constantly make the same mistakes and how the only character with an arc is God, who is like this angry boyfriend figure. <laughs> <laughs> More like angry it's, dad, but 
it just feels like he broke up with the world <laughs> and he's just a little bitter about it. I, I think it's just really clever. And it's got some banger songs. Let There Be is an incredible number, especially when Spark Ken Cage sings it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Spark of Creation, Lost in the Wilderness. All mm-hmm. those songs are like 10 out of 10 numbers. And Andrew Lloyd Webber and Steven Schwartz are our only guys who write biblical musicals. <laughs> um. Yeah. What, what the hell? <laughs> Like Stephen Schwartz stuck with it too. Like he's like, no, I think this will be my bread and butter for a while. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he does it well. Mm-hmm. He's does it better than Weber. Um, I love yeah. Superstar, but ever- Joseph, are you kidding me? Yeah, well, I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar is so um, bleak in a lot of ways, whereas yeah. you know, Gospel, which is the comparable one, is yeah. The opposite. You know, there's sad mm-hmm. parts of it, but <clears throat> there's sad parts of it, but it's a lot more optimistic and fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I well, like. Children of Eden, check it out if you haven't already. All right, Emily, you're in hurt. <laughs> okay, so my number three is Wicked. Um, I, uh, gosh, okay, so I saw Wicked before it went to Broadway. The only time I've ever seen it on stage was at its pre-Broadway tryout at the Orpheum in San Francisco. And I was uh, at UC Santa Cruz at the time. And I remember um, going up to see it. And this is before they had Joel Gray in it. This is when mm-hmm. they had some different songs. Like, like instead of Dancing Through Life, it was like Raise the Roof or something like that. Um, Raise the Oz Roof. It, it, like, it was something lame like that. Um, and I remember at the time, it blew my mind. Now every musical is kind of living in wicked shadow. Um, mm-hmm. You wouldn't have a lot of modern Broadway or the way a lot of modern <laughs> girls are supposed to sing on Broadway without yeah. Wicked. Um, but it holds a, a big nostalgia factor for me, um, including its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a great gateway musical. It's just, God, when it when you're like 21 and you're just that obsessed musical theater kid, a show like that just works mm-hmm. so well. And then by the time it got to Broadway and became this big commercial venture where you could buy all this like merch and whatnot from it, I was kind of over it. But I do think there's a reason why it sticks around, um, why a lot of the songs are classics. Um, I would love to see a nice tight movie version, but um, <laughs> Universal Universal needs a franchise very, very, very bad. So apparently, so, yes. Yeah, they really do. What, the Minion movie aren't giving them all the money they need? <laughs> Christ, you would think, movie. yeah. They're all over Universal, too. Um, yeah, but I, <laughs> I like Wicked. I think it's great. I like that it's a family musical. Mm-hmm. I like that you can go with your mom on Mother's Day yeah. or something Watch and have a nice... philosophy club to the movies. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, the other thing was is I got really into the book before I read the book before I saw the show because mm-hmm. I was really re- into uh, reading Gregory Maguire's books at the time and I remember reading that book going how are they going to do, do this? this and then I saw it I was like oh they literally just changed the ending they yeah. literally just changed the entire ending all right <laughs> like no she actually nope it's all just a sneaky thing in the books it's like no yeah water does kill her it's water does kill her yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and in the show Although, though, I guess maybe in the sequels she does come back I haven't read any of them but <laughs> or maybe it's ambivalent it's uh, kind of ambiguous yeah yeah. but uh yeah i i think overall it's a big mainstream money-making big budget musical but i i think compared to a lot of them out there it's one of the better ones so that's fair i like it yeah i like this and i like wicked to quote a strange (laughs) loop um yes all right christy you're up okay so uh my number three is actually children of eden and you know i was actually yeah 
actually like Jessica's, mm -hmm. you know, I was thought I would be the only one who has this on there, but it's a fantastic show. I saw it at the Arvada Center, it's probably about 10 or 15 years ago, and it was just incredible. I was kind of debating what I was kind of debating placement with this and Godspell, but I think this is, you know, kind of the more nuanced, biblically based musical mm -hmm. because, yes, it is, you know, the creation here's Cain and Abel, and here's the flood, but the way they tell it and the way they interpret the actions of these figures is very interesting. And, you know, this whole thought idea of, you know, God, you know, who they refer to as father explicitly because, you know, this is kind of this dysfunctional family relationship where, you know, God wants everything, wants this perfect, you know, family, you know, perfect creation here. But the kids aren't always doing what he wants them to. And that's ver a very real parenting thing that a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of parents still struggle with. So I really enjoy that. Um you know, I love Stranger to the Rain. I love um, what's the snake song um, in Pursuit of Excellence. I really like yes. how they did the snake with just like the multiple cast. So, yeah, it's things in Children of Eden. Not yeah. many people yeah, talk it's, about it's it. an amazing it's an amazing <laughs> show. Check it out. If there is a local production, near you, by often. all means, go see it. Yes. I never I hear of productions of it, but yeah, I feel no, like I've heard of college productions. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like it should be done more often. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think agree. there was going to be like a revival recently and mm -hmm. then COVID hit. I remember Norm Lewis was attached. Mm. Um, I think he was God. Which... Norm Lewis as father, I would, you know, I would. Daddy, 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 sorry, daddy, sorry, daddy, Norm. Yeah, Broadway daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so I go and it was announced in December of 2019 that it would play in the Arcada Theater in August of 2020. And that obviously didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> If anybody um, wants, yeah. Tell you guys, anybody wants to pick that up, please do so. <laughs> or just like do, I don't know if you've got like kind of like a if you're directing a high school musical and you've got maybe a small smaller group. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And they're, mm-hmm. like, a little more advanced. That might be a yeah. fun project for them yeah, or because college it is, production. It is, pre- it is pretty, um, you know, there's probably, I think, maybe about uh, six or eight main characters. And it is double cast. Like, you know, you have Adam plays Noah and then Eve plays his mm-hmm. wife and so on and so forth. A lot so of roles for women in that show, if I remember correctly. Like, it, there's a yeah. couple good ones. Um, did I ever tell you guys that I saw Norm Lewis live a couple weeks ago? Did you post Ooh. about it? I feel like I, I think you might have. Either way, it was just an interesting thing. And I don't know if either of you remember Josh Young from the Jesus Christ Superstar revival a few years back. No. Apparently he lives in Michigan now and he pulled him on to do the confrontation. I was like, wow, for a cabaret, he's just, just fucking Ooh. doing the confrontation. Yeah, no one ever does note. that. I love, it. <laughs> on, I love it. With a piano and no one else. It was great. Um, nice. Either way, what is my number three? Oh, Godspell. Yeah, Godspell's good. <laughs> um, can't top anyone else's comments on Godspell. Um, I told my fun Godspell story, <laughs> and we'll move on. <laughs> All right, Emily, your turn. Number two. My number two is the Prince of Egypt. Ah, I good one. cannot impart to you guys how obsessed I was with the Prince of Egypt. Again, there's a stage version that's happening or that happened, but I don't it's really know. Bad. It's bad. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know it, but um, I love the movie so much. Um, I think I just, I showed it to my husband, I think just this year, because he had never really seen it. And he was kind of like, how have I never seen this? I was like, I know. Um, yeah. It's just a great, it's just a great animated musical film. It just uses, it has all the beats that an animated musical film mm-hmm. should have. It's heavy. Um it takes things seriously and the score, like the very first notes, I, I just thinking about it or like the deliver mm-hmm. us. Like I get goosebumps when I think about it. Um, I just think it's so good. And we all, I've taught when you believe to kids a million oh, times, yeah. a Speaking million of, yeah, times. One the of the Hebrew, great uplifting anthems of yep, all time. And the Hebrew section, I know it too, because I've had to teach it so many times. Um, yeah it's so good um yeah i i just think it's a masterpiece of an animated Mm -hmm. film musical um from the way it looks and um excuse me from the acting and the characters but like the score and the songs really what make it and um i can see it translated to the stage um a few years after that i went and saw uh, the Ten Commandments, the musical at oh, the Kodak Center, funny. starring <laughs> Val Kilmer. Oh, yes, I am um, familiar with it. <laughs> it was, it was. I remember they, being like, Val Kilmer's playing Moses. He was, he was Moses in the movie. This is gonna be great." And it was, it was really yeah. bad. But choices I were made with that musical. Let's <laughs> just put it like that. Yeah. But the Prince of Egypt, the film, um, one of the best things Schwartz has ever done. Um, hard okay. to disagree with that. I do want to say that I am bummed that that movie flopped, and then they <laughs> basically said that since Shrek was our only hit, we're going to make a thousand Shreks for the next thirty years. Thanks oh yeah, they, but they, lo- when DreamWorks was trying that, to figure out who they were, yeah, I am loving that we are seeing this, you know, vi- vindication from you know the millennial generation. So because you're right, yeah. it is a fantastic. I haven't watched it in years, but. Every, you know, she's right. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. To, I mean, obviously, it's good to put on on like Passover. 
um, mm-hmm. around that time of year in the spring. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Easter, if you don't want to watch, you know, Charlton Heston, you know, storming around in the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Or time. watch John Legend doing Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things we could not be watching. All right, Christy, what's <laughs> yours? Uh, my number two is Pippin. A uh, fantastic show, amazing metafictional um, stuff going on in there. Um, you know, I love, you know, it's got a lot of fun, you know, vaudeville type stuff. It's got, you know, one of those, it's got probably one of the best, you know, this character comes on, they do a great song, and then they leave for the rest of the performance. Yeah. Um, you know, in no time at all, it's, you know, one of those really great so character numbers. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun and a lot of very interesting with the philosophy. This is another one that I first saw at the Arvada Center. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. And then it starts getting into the ending. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end where they break everything down and then Theo comes back on and the players just start kind of creeping around him doing the magic to do motif. And I was like, mind blown. I mean, that's just it was an incredible experience and still, you know, one of my favorite experiences in live theater to this day. So and the revival was amazing. Um, You know, they really leaned into the circus uh, motif. Um, casting the leading player as a woman, I think was a very good choice. Um, mm. You know, I'd like to see more of that in the future. Obviously, Patina Miller, fantastic. Um, and yeah, great ensemble show. I just love um, that Charlotte Dumbois and Terrence Mann, who were married in real life, played the King yeah. and Queen in that revival. Ugh. Yeah. Great roles for them. Yeah, great ensemble piece. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of interesting things about life and ambition. And, you know, maybe, you know, you don't have to be famous or exceptional or wonderful just to, you know, have something wonderful and fulfilling. Hell yeah. Um, I, I struggle with Pippin a lot. Um, people can go check out our, my episode on Musicals with Cheese of it. But honestly, outside the ending and No Time at All, I really struggle with that show. <laughs> like the ending, like I'm like, that ending is brilliant. I don't know if I love the journey to get to that ending. <laughs> but that's fair. Um, oh, yeah, is it my turn? Oh, yeah, I'm cheating again. I'm doing I'm being a dirty, dirty cheat. So my number two is a tie between the Prince of Egypt and Der Glockner von Notre Dame, specifically the 99 Berlin version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame on stage. Um, So Prince of Egypt, everything that Emily said, wholeheartedly agree with it. This is specifically the film. The film's perfect. Ages like fine wine gets better every year. Now, Der Glockner von Notre Dame, do any of you know about the difference between that and the American adaptation? I have only seen the the American version, so you'll have to enlighten. So I found this version a long time ago well before the american version even existed it stars drew sarich and was directed by james lapine um oh. and he also wrote the book for this new adaptation um it was done in berlin um and the sets were incredible they had like these big giant pillars and mm. background projections but it's like of stained glass everything was done like in shadows and they kept the ending dark but they didn't remove the gargoyles the way that the american one version does so it feels a little bit more tonally varied um everything in that production is gorgeous and i think that they put a lot of money into both the orchestrations and the set design in a way that the american production was like we'll just hire a bunch of uh vocalists and that'll be it and it just kind of looks cheap um 
you guys should look up what that set looked like in Berlin because my God. And they changed the vocals to be lower in the American version where they were just kind of showing off how high the vocalists were in the Berlin. It's just better in Berlin. So that is the (laughs) best. If you are looking for everything you loved in the Disney movie, but a little bit more mature and on stage, that is the one you'll want because it is very, very effective. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right. Number one, Emily. My number one is Pippin. Um, I love Pippin. Uh, I love the original cast recording. Um, I remember seeing a community theater production of it when I was young and I, it blew my mind. Um, I think the older I get, the more it resonates. Um, mm-hmm, I think the stylization of it, the Fosse of it all, the, um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. the dance being intertwined so much in the storytelling and everything having that, yeah, heightened vaudevillian feel. Um, I really love, um, when I saw the revival, uh, it was the tour, uh, because my friend Ryan Cantwell was conducting. Um, and so we got to kind of go on the stage and kind of walk around and see it. Like, I can't even believe, um, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, oh God, who played her in the revival? Um, Patina Miller? No, um. Rachel Bay Jones? No, oh God, who played, uh, fuck you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> who played, uh, uh the- Andrea Martin? Andrea Martin, yes, thank, thank you. you. I was gonna thank say, you I know you're tired. About. Jesus, I was like, Andrea McArdle, I was like five it. different Andreas in my head. Too many Andreas in Seeing Andrea Martin yeah. doing, like, aerial silks was, that was <laughs> my blowing. I saw that, um, was, uh, uh, Des, uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz's daughter, Lucy Arnaz. Lucy Arnaz, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen her in some community theater that, too. She did that on. She did that role on the that. tour, and it was great. Yeah, but like, um, I think the score is so good. I think it's got that Fosse that Fosse stank on it. That kind of rubs kind of the rosy edges off of Schwartz's music. Yeah, that kind of makes yes, that it a little more subversive edge. and dark. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember when I was a kid, before it was even a twinkle in Broadway's eye, going, I want to play the leading player. I don't care that that's a boy part. I want to play the leading <laughs> player. But yeah. the leading player's part, I would imitate Ben Vereen every time. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember seeing that show. I, I guess I had to have been like 12 or 13. And I was like, I didn't know Broadway musicals or musicals in general could end like that. Mm-hmm. That could yeah. kind of, the ensemble the whole time, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm into them. Yeah. And then by the end, you're like, scary. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's worth noting the pro shot is fantastic. The only fault, the only problem I have, major problem I have with it is that it kind of cuts out that, you know, dark final twist at the ending. It's yeah. just like, you know, yeah. they say, not a bad way to end a musical, ta-da, bow. But yeah, otherwise, it's a pretty decent- um, In like, the, the infancy of pro shots. Yeah. And, and you, the end know, you got Ben Vereen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, hate Ben Vereen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, for me, Pippin is, um, it's my number one favorite, not just for the nostalgia that it holds kind of on my heart, mm-hmm. but I just think it's a genuinely really good show. Um, and I like it a lot. Okay. All right, Christy, what's yours? Well, since I always do these by, you know, just what I enjoy the most rather than actual quality, my number one is Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Yay. I am actually going to shout out to the um, American stage version because it's, you know, I just love that they took this score, which was great on the film, and just expanded it in a brilliant way. I mean, so often when you do that, you know, they add a lot of extras. They add a lot of things that's like, yeah, I'm not sure if this fits with the score. I'm not sure if I like this. And yeah, there are some pieces like where like, yeah, you probably don't really need that. But otherwise, it's enhanced beautifully. 
Um, I love that they brought more of the original novel into it, uh, specifically restoring Quasimodo's deafness. Um, mm -hmm. And also uh, what else kind of, kind of, kind of bringing Jahan back away um, and doing a lot of other things like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really, you know, it's something that was great on film. They made it better and um, I just love it. I, you know, I'm kind of sad that they're not doing it on Broadway, probably because that they have that big choir that they don't want to pay equity money to. But, you know, <laughs> there's like regional productions that have like good local choruses that can do this for a couple of weekends. I think you could see that. And, you know, I like that, you know, some productions have actually, um, you know, given Quasimodo to hard of hearing actors and then have the singer work behind him. I think that's a great way of interpreting it. I like that we all have a different iteration of Hunchback on our list. Yeah. <laughs> like we each have a different it's, one. Yeah, it's, it, um, you know, it's one of those that they've, you know, they've done it as, uh, several different ways and there's good things and bad things about both. Um, but generally, it's a really good score. And, yeah. you know, again, I've got to shout out the fact since Schwartz was the lyricist, I love the way they use the Latin in this. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, if you are familiar mm -hmm. with church music and the meanings when you hear, um, you know, Frollo singing Hellfire and they're doing the Confiteor Deo, he's singing It's Not My Fault and they're singing Mea Culpa, I have mm -hmm. sinned through my fault. It's, you know, it's a fantastic juxtaposition. Love it. I agree entirely. <laughs> um, wow, I didn't think my choice is going to be this controversial, but my, my number one didn't end up on either of your lists. Okay, you um, can tell. I bet I know what it is. My number one is The Baker's Wife. Ah. Yeah, the you know, baker's wife. I know. I'm. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Meadowlark. You know, yeah. You know, it's I when I'm surprised it's not rags. Yeah. Um, I and haven't you know, seen rags. Those, I will say yeah. that one. It's one of those, no one you know, that. little shows that you know you. Pretty much, it's one of those things that nobody knows about unless you know music theater. Yeah. I mean, Patti Lapone was in the original cast. Like, yeah. I, I, I think this is actually my first Stephen Schwartz that I really found. Um, I don't know how I found this, but I found this album early. So it's like real big nostalgia for me. Um, I enjoy listening to it. Um, Alan Armstrong in the original cast is wonderful. Um, and of course, Meadowlark is one of the best musical theater songs ever written. It's a good Emily. nine minute theater song. <laughs> no, hey, it's, hey. it's a fun, it, you know, it's one of those, yeah, it's a fun journey song. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those songs like Me and the Sky where it takes you through like, you know, half a dozen different emotions and it's a great actor showcase and it also sounds fantastic. Plus, it's really fun to have Patty be like, Meadowlark, like, yeah, Meadowlark. Sing for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't do Patty Lapone, but you know how she sounds. And the Meadowlark. Sing for me, the Meadowlark. Yeah, okay, for that's, me. that's good. That's good. That's good. That's Patty. <laughs> um, I can't do her doing any other song but that. But no, yeah, I just but, you know, she, has think... that, she has that very rich, dark tone um, yes. that unfortunately we don't hear a lot of in music theater uh, right now because it's all about, you know, the belting. The bright, bright, masky, yeah, the bright, amber. Yeah. Yeah, the bright. Um, D's and E's and F's and <laughs> I remember when in Patty's book she was talking about her experience on The Baker's Wife and mm -hmm. how struggled with it but she also said like I wish more people would associate me with a song about a girl making a decision like Meadowlark than a girl singing about tears in Argentina <laughs> which I'm like <laughs> oh and I, I, I just love this musical honestly yeah. sincerely if you haven't looked at it it might not be your favorite musical of all time but there won't be another musical that you'll watch that like oh just like that like this is <laughs> incomparable in its yeah. own way i think it's a ton of fun and a good emotional listen to 
But what is your favorite Stephen Schwartz musicals, everyone? Why don't you leave yeah. us comments? Yes, let us know. Are we Wait, right? Who do you Are think is wrong? the stupidest one? Like, is <laughs> yeah. it just with the biggest yes, one number one? Yeah. Come and attack our choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jess out there with like passion? What the fuck, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love that you pick like these little obscure shows that you know people you know most people don't even think of but you just love to death deep cuts so. deep cut jess oh yeah deep, I don't, cut, I, deep cut jess we love them i worry that people are like oh you're just trying to be a country <laughs> but i'm really really not <laughs> i just have bad taste is what i'm saying <laughs> um my wonderful dear friends why don't you promote yourself for the world to see christy why don't you start this time Okay, I am on Musical Hell on YouTube and Facebook and Tumblr and Twitter. I have a Patreon. I have merch. Um, I spend a lot of time talking about musicals, good and bad, and, you know, making snarky comments about the state of everything. So come check me out. All right. It's great stuff. You got to check it out. And Emily. Yes, I have. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Clear my throat. Uh, I have a show called Stealing Focus on YouTube. And you can find me at Emily A.B. Clark on Twitter, TikTok, Insta. And we also have a Stealing Focus Patreon. So uh, check it out. I am on both of those Patreons. Yay. All right. I, I have musicals with cheese. It exists. Um, all right. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Dear Friends podcast. Bye-bye. Dear friends, spill your woes to your musical family. Dear friends, they will take your questions and turn them into nuggets of wisdom. And anecdotes in an otherwise cynical world. Dear friends. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.